Sermon number 642, Going Up to Jerusalem, preached on Palm Sunday, April 15, 1973, in the First Presbyterian Church of Bakerstown. And the text is Mark, the 10th chapter, the 32nd verse. And they were on the road, going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. The Gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning to read at the 32nd verse. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem. And Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed. And those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, Jesus began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit upon him and scourge him and kill him. And after three days he will rise. Palm Sunday is as good a time as any to be reminded that it is never easy, never ever easy, to go to Jerusalem. This is true literally and figuratively. It's never easy to get to Jerusalem. If you want to accept Jerusalem only as a city, an ancient city that has stood for over 4,000 years, a city which still is 2,400 feet above sea level at some specific point and spot of God's geography and real estate, if that's all Jerusalem means to you, it's still difficult and never easy to get to that Jerusalem. But if you want to think of Jerusalem not only in literal but in the figurative sense, that particular place which is just not a city in the state of Israel but rather it is a state of being that people can be in and which is in them, that particular religious experience or religious plateau that can dwell within you, a Jerusalem that means paradise and peace and, and power. If that's what Jerusalem means to you, figurative, spiritual Jerusalem, well, the truth still holds. You don't get to that Jerusalem very easily either. It's so hard to get to Jerusalem. It's never easy, be it physical or be it spiritual Jerusalem. 
You can't get to physical Jerusalem, the city that is, without a lot of difficulty. And the reason that it's not easy to get there is simply because the distance is so far. And one has to travel so long before he can see that city of peace, that holy city. Disciples of every generation will agree to that point. The disciples that entered with Jesus on that first Palm Sunday, they came to Jerusalem only after having traveled with Jesus for practically every day and every night for three years. They really were never outside the land of Palestine, yet it took them three years to go up to Jerusalem. Last October, when some of us pilgrims made it, we left this parking lot right on the other side of those windows on a Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Now granted, there were changes in time and changes in layover waiting for airplanes. But even in this modern age when we travel in jumbo jets and at supersonic speeds. We didn't get into our hotel in, in Jerusalem until after midnight on Thursday morning. It's a long, long way to the city of Jerusalem. It takes so long. And, and even when you're in the land, like in all trips or all races, the last few miles are always the longest and always the hardest. You see, that beautiful city of Jerusalem, and I know many of you here this morning have seen her. I've been with you when we have seen her together. She's a beautiful city and she sits on a high hill. And around her are valleys. And on the other side, as the psalmist says, there are the hills and the mountains round about Jerusalem. And when you're traveling from either the north, the east, the south, or the west, it makes no difference. You first have to ascend those hills round about Jerusalem, and then you have to descend them into the valleys before you can then come up to the hill upon which God has built the city of Zion. And while you're traveling, especially if it's late at night, as you get to the top of those hills, you can look across to the center hill and you see the street lights and the lights from the building, and it seems so far away. When you're traveling, coming in late at evening, and you can see the outlines of the building against the darkening skies, it seems so far away. I've never been able to count accurately, but sitting in the front of the bus, I know the bus shifts gears over a hundred times, climbing up and down those hills before you come to Jerusalem. It's so long, the trip. It's so far away. That's why it's never easy to get to Jerusalem. And it's, it's never easy because it requires so much preparation before you go. So much preparation. And I'm not talking just about financial cost. That's the least of anyone's expense. It costs you in the way of, of 
time, the most precious possession any one of us has. You've got to make your arrangements. You have to attend tour meetings. You have to, to sign up. You have to decide whether or not you are going. That all costs. And another cost which can be quite painful is that you're required before you make a trip to take a good look at yourself in the form of a passport photograph. Yeah, some of you know what I'm talking about. There's no more humbling experience than having to look at your own passport photograph. I don't know of anyone that has ever taken a good picture. And that's hard on you. To see yourself not as you would like, but as other people see you. You have to be willing to endure pain. You have to suffer if you're going to make a trip. Trip to Jerusalem, pain like the type that comes when the doctor injects the needle for the inoculation. You have to be willing to make decisions, and that's tough for anyone. You have to decide what's necessary and what's unnecessary to make a trip. You have to discipline yourself in how to pack only the essentials when you make a trip. That's hard. That takes time and preparation. Very easy to get to Jerusalem because it costs in preparation and that preparation can be so expensive. And also, it's hard to get to Jerusalem because when it comes right down to it, it requires a tremendous amount of personal faith and trust. You can't make that trip without having faith and trust. We have no better example of that truth than what is happening this very moment in Southampton, England. You know, for months, the Queen Elizabeth II has been booked by 1,700 Americans, Frenchmen, Englishmen, probably most of them all Jews, who were planning to leave today, noontime, from Southampton Port on that great ship of the Canard Line to go and sail to Israel. They were going to land at their dock at Haifa. They were going to Jerusalem. Because next month, you see, in May, that state of Israel is going to celebrate its 25th anniversary. And these 1,700 people were having a great vacation, holiday, and holy day by going to Israel. And they are to leave today at noontime from Southampton Port in England. But you know what is happening in Lebanon, in Israel, Jerusalem. What happened yesterday to two of our companies over in the Middle East? And people who thought they wanted to go, who were willing to take the long trip, who were prepared and made the great expense and bore the cost. Today they're not sure they want to go. And at the 9 o'clock news this morning, I heard that only 400 people are expected to sail on that ship today. That's a reality of life. You can talk all you want about Jerusalem. You may say you want to go, but really deep down within your heart, after making preparation, 
willing to take the trip. You have those great moments when you aren't so sure and when you know right down here you don't want to go to Jerusalem. I know, I had that experience in my first trip. I decided, and it was hard to make the decision that I was going with that group from Princeton Seminary. I thought I ought to go for my own edification, for my own education. I thought it would help in my preaching and teaching. And I signed up and I made the deposit. I paid all of the money. I got the shots. was all prepared. But believe me, none of you knew it, but I didn't want to go. What would I do if something would happen back here? What was I going to do if something happened to you people whom I love? What would happen if something would happen to me over there? I didn't know anybody who was, that was going except my professor. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't want to go. And I, I don't apologize for those particular feelings because as I read the Bible, the disciples, they didn't want to go to Jerusalem either. When Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem, the Bible said his disciples said, No. Jesus said, We're going. And Peter, one of his best friends, said, No, Lord, we're not going. And then it was that, that Jesus had to speak his great words of rebuke. Get thee behind me, Satan. That's what he had to say to Peter. The Peter who didn't want to go to Jerusalem. And I really believe it. Though we talk about it, though we think we want to go, when it comes right down to it, we don't want to go to Jerusalem. And that's why it's never easy to go to Jerusalem. And there's only one way you can make it. And that is when you sit down and you have a good heart to talk with yourself. And that's right, there are uncertainties. There is the unexpectancy. There's only one way you get to Jerusalem. And that's with faith. And that is with trust. Trust not only in your leader, your guide, your captain, your pilot. The trust and faith that the good Lord will lead you. And if you trust and believe in him and the instruments which he uses through people, persons, and things to lead you, you'll make it to Jerusalem. And you know, when you do go, you're never sorry. I have yet to meet a person to meet a person who went to Jerusalem and who came back and who was sorry. And when it's all over, after, they're always willing to say, yes, the trip was long and hard, the preparation was costly, the faith I had to expend was more than ever I have had to give in my life, but it's worth it. But you never find that out until after you go to Jerusalem. For there you see, you hear, you understand, and you know things that you can hear, understand, learn, and know only in Jerusalem. And you're never the same again. But it's never easy to get to the city 
the physical city of Jerusalem. And I'm sure about this time most of you think that you're hearing a travelogue or rather the preacher is trying to recruit people for another trip to the Holy Land. No, that's not it. I hope to go again sometime with some of you, but not for years yet. No, I'm using this only as a long introduction to explain to you the truth that I tried to introduce in the first two sentences. What is true about going to physical Jerusalem is also true about going to spiritual Jerusalem. You cannot find that state of being. You cannot find that particular place, experience, spiritual plateau that we call spiritual Jerusalem, that particular experience of, of paradise that God the Father talked about and wanted for us when he created us, that particular experience of peace that God the Son Jesus Christ died for us, that particular power that God the Holy Spirit wants to give to you and to me today that's all included in what I call spiritual Jerusalem. That kind of Jerusalem. You don't get to it very easily. It's tough to get to that particular experience in life. It takes a long, long time and you have to travel for a long period before you find it. The more I'm in the ministry, the more I deal with people, the more I talk about conversion, the more I am convinced, ladies and gentlemen, that unless you live and you live for a while, you don't understand the grace of God and the great thing that was done for us in the cross at Calvary. I know individuals who have been looking for spiritual Jerusalem and they have found it in three days. But I also know people who have been looking for it for 30 years and they haven't found it yet. There are some people that go to the grave and really don't know what we're talking about at all when we mention the paradise and the peace the power of a new life that one can find only in spiritual Jerusalem. You can't find it, you see, because it's not easy. The trip is long, the way is hard, and the preparation, so costly, so costly. You can't find that Jerusalem unless you're willing to give so much. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Go sell what you have and give it to the poor. And follow me, and that's costly. You can't find this Jerusalem unless you're willing to take a good, hard look at yourself, and that sometimes hurts. I'm convinced that you can't find spiritual Jerusalem until you're hurt, until you know sorrow, until you have pain real good. Emotional, physical, or psychological pain. I'm convinced you can't find it unless you're willing to study and willing you to be disciplined and have to make some decisions and look at life and realize what is important and what is not and discipline yourself only with those essentials necessary for a trip through life. It's never easy to find spiritual Jerusalem and you can't find it unless you have trust unless you have faith in the captain, in the pilot, in the comforter, in the counselor, 
in God. To find that Jerusalem, you've got to give up your own life and be willing to say, Lord, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to have to do next, but I trust in you. I believe you. You are not only my Savior, but you are my Lord, and I will follow you. I must warn you, you never know where you're going to end up. It says right here in the text for this sermon that the disciples followed Jesus into Jerusalem, they followed with fear and with alarm, but they followed him, and they followed him, and they saw some things they didn't want to see, but on Thursday night, because they followed him, they had communion with God. On Friday, they had to see the horribleness, yet also the necessity for crucifixion, and on the following Sunday, before, because they followed him, they saw the resurrection of life, and 50 days later, they found the power to live in the new life. And all of this came in Jerusalem, and because they followed him. Now, some of you today on this holy Palm Sunday, first day of Holy Week, you know what I'm talking about. You've been to spiritual Jerusalem. And we'll wave our palms and we'll shout our hosannas. We'll come to communion. We'll pray on Friday. We'll sing to the glorious power of the resurrection next Sunday because we've been there. And our hearts are full. The trip was long, preparation hard, but we gave our faith. And we'll say this week, Thank you, God. But I know there are others of you out there. You haven't found that Jerusalem yet. The way's long. The cost will be much. Please give your faith. And though you may not understand what I'm trying to get across today, just remember that if you trust Jesus, and willing to follow him with your faith and your trust. You'll find the spiritual Jerusalem. I believe many of you are on your way up to Jerusalem. But remember, it's never easy to get to Jerusalem. Amen. Father, Help us not to forget the meaning of Jerusalem and the fact that that city of peace can be anywhere and everywhere if we trust in him who is our peace. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of his Holy Spirit be with you and me as together we walk through this week called Holy. Amen.